Hello, hello. I can see you. I can hear you are. How are you? I can't hear you at all. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yay! 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 Oh my God, this is crazy. I know, it's so exciting. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. I feel like I already know you though. Yeah, I know because like we're crazy, you both talk all the time. <laughs> the videos, the videos are just so personable. Like, <laughs> I was so looking forward to this because I feel like one part of me wanted to do it over a glass of wine, but it's only 10 o'clock here, so <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> How are you keeping? How do you mean awesome? Huh? How are you keeping? Yeah, good. Just 2020 is, it's a hard year. <laughs> I know, I know. So here's the thing. I already started recording, but I think I should introduce you and then yep. I'll cut that out. And then we <laughs> talk about all things, all natural, we'd be honest and open, and I'm sure we'd do a good job. Okay, yeah, so how will I introduce you? You have a YouTube channel, you're a singer and an actor, or how do you, would you like me to introduce you? Um, yeah, YouTube channel and singer. I think that, uh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. My name is Abir and today I have the wonderful Gillian Mulholland here with me. She has a YouTube channel which is called Gillian Mulholland, is it? Yeah. And she is also a singer and I will leave a link to her channel um, in the description box below when we finish this interview. But for now, we're going to talk about everything outside the box or living outside the box and everything for women over 30, uh, dating, life experience, all of that. <laughs> Jillian, how are you? Really good. So glad to be here. <laughs> so exciting to have you. I was just saying to Jillian before we started that we should have done this over a glass of wine, but it's only 10 o'clock in the morning here, so... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So here's my question to you. How do you feel about uh, yourself? Because I know we both are over 30. We're also both are a little unusual. Um, so, so how do you feel you're different from other people that might be in their 30s? Ah, uh, that's a really good question. I was thinking about this literally just before because I thought you might, we might discuss this. And I was wondering why, because I've talked about how I don't want kids and I was thinking I'm 38, but I feel so young and I've always felt really young. I've always looked a lot younger. Um, people always, especially when I was around 19 and people would think I was 16, I was just it would it really frustrate me, but now it's great. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, you know what? I really think it's, I feel like it makes me believe in past lives. I feel like I'm like a young soul. You know how you meet people and they're, you call them an old soul and they're like wise beyond their years mm -hmm. and they've lived maybe multiple lives. And I just feel like I haven't lived as many lives maybe. And, um, yeah, I just feel, I just feel really young and I just, I'm not, you know, 
I, I just feel, yeah, and, and very different to what other people want. Really I've never really aspired. It's really interesting that you say that because I actually feel the opposite. I feel like I'm a very, very old soul, like deep down, I'm a very old woman. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I lived a lot this life and like, I feel that I'm wise, but I really resist being wise because I just want to have fun. And as you said, I feel like, yes, maybe I have experience, but I feel really young, like inside, I always feel that's going to contradict what I just said, 14 years old. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I really feel really, really young. And like you said, like I've had lots of experiences and I've, I probably am a bit wise and, you know, I think really deeply and stuff. But on the other side, I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm like a child, you know, I'm not adulting. I'm not doing all those adult things that people seem to do. Um, yeah. I remember my friend's mom once told me she was, she's 72. And she once told me, you know, Abir, like, you think you change with the time, but on the inside, you're always a child. And I didn't understand that until I hit my 30s. And I'm like, okay, I understand what she's talking about. Yeah, I think on the inside, we, we don't change. We just learn how to deal with things in a different way because of our experience. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. My dad said the same thing. He just looks in the mirror and he sees himself as a 20 year old but he's he's old <laughs> like he doesn't he, inside he feels yeah I know <laughs> inside he feels the same that the outside is different so how do you find yourself different from other people your age like your group of friends maybe and I know you live in Australia at home so I assume your friends are around and how do you find your life different from theirs or is it similar um, well, I've got some pretty like friends, but I guess the difference is um, them wanting to settle down and be like buy a house and have the same place and stop traveling and have the baby and, and really just end all, <laughs> all of that. And, and, and definitely partying and everything is totally different now. It's a different kind of, yeah, like how I have fun is completely different but I still want to travel and I still want to go out and um, be carefree. And yeah, so that's, that's probably the biggest difference. So you, were your 20s different from other people's 20s? Um, probably a little bit in terms of I, I pursued like acting and I didn't follow the same path as everyone else um, in terms of, going to university and, and just, yeah, the, the, the cookie cutter path that everyone that you told you have to do. I never did that. I was always straying away from that. And how do you feel that affected your life? <sighs> um, well, I think I just have always pushed the boundaries and wanted to get outside the box and not conform to what, society thinks we should do I just I just have never had any interest in doing what everyone else does I just I just have always wanted to be an outsider yeah. Do you <laughs> so yeah it's definitely changed my life I 
I think, for sure. I haven't even really thought of it until you brought it up. Do you ever feel that, um, like, that way of living is more connected to your heart? But because we live in a society that tells us how to do every step, you feel like an outcast and makes you feel like you're weird and there's something really wrong with you. And you're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> do you feel yes. that as well? Yes, yes. I definitely feel like an outcast and that, yeah, there's something missing. And yeah, and I guess when I think about it, it's more because I have followed my heart instead of what society has said, this is the way you get success. Because I always seem to see those people with that success and they never seemed completely happy. Yeah, so, I yeah. honestly think it's the like, from watching people and seeing myself, and I'm gonna get that to that soon, because I know you talk about self love and doing all that work. But I used to see how people who followed the rules were really unhappy after all, like you feel like there's something about them that died inside. And even watching people who are my age, who like, had children and we're gonna get to that too. And you know, at a young age and they never got to experience life, but they have the secure job, they have the money, they have all of that. And there's something inside them that I looked at and I'm like, I never wanna be this person. But I feel for us, it's also different because we get to struggle a lot in our twenties and maybe as teenagers as well, because we don't have the security you're always a st struggling artist until one day you stop being a struggling artist. And I think that comes at a later age. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like I live on my own now. I don't have, have housemates and it's, yeah, it's definitely a lot different to in your early twenties. <laughs> tell me something. Um, okay, let's get into this because we're going to talk about dating, marriage, and kids because I know you love talking about kids. Yes. <laughs> so how do you find, um, how did you, what did you learn from your dating experiences and where, you're, where are you at now? And how do you feel about that? Because I know you're single and being single at a later age, which is still very young to me, to be honest, like. We're young and beautiful, who cares? But when you look at other people and their reaction, how does that make you feel? It's difficult at the moment. I definitely, 2020 is a massive year for reflection. And right now I have to admit that I'm looking back and thinking, wow, there's everyone around me has, you know, most people have someone and, have I missed the boat or I don't know. There's a lot of thoughts going on and thinking, I wonder what people think because I have been single for so long, but I was repeating patterns in relationships. Tell me how long, because I know when I know if I'm normal. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> I've been single for like, if, I mean, I've had little Flame guys come in there in here and there and that have never been serious last you know seven years okay so, so we're in the same boat it's fine and yeah 
so you feel better about yourself. <laughs> Eight and 55 seconds. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing of like never wanting to settle down and never wanting to like um, compromise, you know, and always wanting to have that um, spark and the right connection, but also having the, you know, a bit of self-sabotage for quite a number of years as well and choosing the wrong people because you don't realise your worthiness and, and staying with them for probably a lot longer than, you know, sticking around in that kind of toxic environment for you know, way too long. Um, so I hope, I'm hoping the next time I meet someone and all this work that I've done will be able to come into play and I'll be able to really observe the person. And if, if I'm seeing things that don't fit right, I can move on quicker. What did you yeah. When you yeah, so I guess I, well, I talk a lot about self-love and I didn't have that for so long and I would just let people treat me poorly because I thought that a relationship was going to solve all my problems and that they would be like, I needed, I wanted to outsource my happiness to a relationship. I, I really, that was the be all and end all. If I had a relationship, I would feel normal. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to hold it so bad. That's okay. Sorry. Um, and, you know, people would think I was successful because I was in a relationship and I said, I just put so much energy and, um, mind thoughts into like having a relationship. So when a guy would come along and I would get a crush on them, I would get really obsessed and I wouldn't outwardly, <laughs> I wouldn't tell them like, I'd be cool. I wouldn't reply to my, those messages for like an hour or whatever, you know, <laughs> but energetically you can, you can feel the person can feel the neediest. So I think, I was hiding it on, I was like, I was like the duck with, you know, like all cool on the, and then at the bottom, you know, <laughs> the legs are flipping. Um, so I think that neediness energy attracted um, broken men as well. And yeah, it was just a disaster most times. I, I really feel that, that I laughed too much that your message wasn't as delivered properly but we'll talk about this a little more so you're saying that um you felt that a relationship will will solve your, your problems and then you kind of became obsessed with having someone else to fulfill your needs and that always ended up as a disaster yeah so so did you find that um, the people you attracted were um, not compassionate or were they too um, controlling or what kind of relationships did you attract when you were in that kind of place? I was attracting, um, they would be really full on and, you know, kind of obsessive at the beginning when I wasn't interested and then it would flip and then 
I would become obsessed and they weren't. They would, they would back off. So what it's... my soul sister. You <laughs> <laughs> know exactly what that is. Oh my goodness. So much unhealthy patterns. And I think <laughs> that comes from a place where we feel like an outcast and we feel really, and it's, I don't know, but I assume you're like that because I've been watching your channel for a while. And I feel like you're extremely sensitive, extremely empathic, like a big giver and you wear your heart on your sleeve. And I feel like that's why we attract, when you're overgiving, which is not a good thing, you attract people who are overtaking or like people who really want to, don't mind taking a lot. And I think not to say any bad things about them because we both are in balance. So overgiving is having imbalance within us and overtaking is an imbalance between them and in them. And then we attract each other and it's such a big, messy salad, which is not a good salad. <laughs> Probably one from McDonald's or something. <laughs> exactly. Not a good salad at all. <laughs> And how, how you've been talking about your um, uh, self-love progress or process. How did that start? Uh, so when I was in the last situation, um, I was, it was almost, it was probably the worst year of my life. It was 2018, around this time actually. And I, I was obsessed with, the guy I was seeing and he wasn't giving me much back. Like he would and then he wouldn't. And then he was just in and out. He was very obsessed at the beginning. And then when I started, yeah, when I started liking him, it, we were friends to begin with. And then, it, yeah. So I started getting really obsessed and it wasn't going in my favor and it was ripping my soul apart. Like I was, it was, it was actually so, it was too much. Like the pain was so strong for, it, it didn't make sense. It wasn't logical. We, we weren't in a real relationship. We just, you know, fooled around a few times or something. It was not logical, but the pain was huge. It was devastating. <laughs> Uh, it was so bad because, I mean, the whole year was a disaster um, and I was drinking a lot. I wasn't respecting my body. I was just, I'd lost it. And I got to a point, I was on YouTube. I was on YouTube all the time watching like how to make him like you more and how to get your ex back and all this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> embarrassing at the time I would never have told anyone and I, I mean I'm still a bit like yeah I did that but now I don't care um but I was just anything help me help me get because I thought the object of um, what you know to take away the pain would be for him to love me right and I, I so I needed him to love me for me to not feel that pain and then I just kept hearing the self-love. People kept saying, you got to love yourself. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I was listening to Abraham Hicks on repeat. Yeah. I just listened to her 
all the time. But and she'd talk about meditation, and I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. Not no, I can't meditate. I'm too in my head. Like I, I can't sit still. I'm too, you know, blah blah blah. So I had so many limiting beliefs, and then, and I it was I got so bad that I read the book Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It, and it talked about this meditation in there and I was like I'm gonna do it because I know that not him but anyone is going to is going to be attracted to me when I am you know how when you're around someone who loves themselves and they're confident and they just you just want to be around them they could be average looking that but the energy is and so I knew that I wanted to be that girl that was just loving herself, confident, feeling good. And so I started and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And how did, how, how did you find that process? When did you start, by the way? It was about this time two years ago. Um, I started meditating every morning for seven minutes I just listen to some classical music and tell myself I love myself I love myself I love myself and I just did that for a month like religiously and that's when everything started to shift and I was drawn to other books and other podcasts or other audio books or YouTube channels and you know open to more meditation and listening to thing my inner being um and so that opened a yeah whole another world and yeah here i am <laughs> and you know what I, I wanted to ask you because this is something i also ask all my friends and they watch what they're doing and they watch people you spoke about having a healthy beautiful um family um where you felt loved and respected so where do you feel that kind of emptiness inside come from? Uh, it came from my mum, unfortunately, because I think I was the fourth child and um, I just, we just didn't have that mother-daughter bond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I was always yearning for her love, like, and she, she just, I don't know, it just wasn't there. So. I mean, she, so, I knew she loved me, but as a child, you just, it's just is what it is. So yeah, I know, I know where I knew, that's why I had therapy and I knew all of the stuff, but I still, no therapist told me, just love yourself. Just start to work on loving yourself, change your neural pathways so that your brain is firing in the right way. So, and then once you love yourself, you'll get the guy. And that's Wait a second. Been are we talking Dr. Joe Dispenza here? Because he's the love of my life. When you're talking no. about all of these things. Well, actually, I love Dr. Joe. I haven't, I haven't looked into him enough. I've got his book. I need to read his book. But yeah, it's, it's I feel like because I did, I did those, I, I literally changed the neural pathways in my brain by repeating the same I know people talk about affirmations and they don't like them. I needed it for a circuit breaker because my mind was so full of negative self-talk and there was no reason for it. I'm lucky. I'm, you know, I have a family that loves me. I've got, I had friends and, you know, I, I had a job and everything else. 
So there was no reason for me to like meet these guys and sabotage myself apart from the junk that I was thinking and yeah. your thoughts create your reality. Yes. And it, but like also I feel like we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves because one of the things that actually was destroying me is always telling myself, you know, Abir, like you didn't have the worst, like, you know, um, um, family life, your family was like, wanted you to be educated. They sent you to a different country every year. Like you had money, you had a car, you had this, you're so ungrateful. And I think also that kind of makes you feel worse about yourself. So it's really good to acknowledge, well, maybe I have all of these things and I'm still unhappy and like dig deeper to see where the problem comes come from. But I actually watched your one of the last videos you posted and you were talking about having children and getting married with your mom. And she said like, oh, it would be so lovely to have children because the love you feel for them is just like so amazing. And I felt, oh my God, she like, she's trying to tell you how much she loves you in such a subtle way. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> that was so It was cute. really hard to watch that because it's the first time I've ever heard when it's an, it's an, when she said it's a nice feeling in your heart, I was like, what? I've never heard you, that is the most I've heard my mum speak about, like, to, that's like her saying, I love you. I, you know, like it was, it was very strange to hear because I was like, we have never discussed this. There's, yeah. we never talk about that. <laughs> I kind of felt that in the video, the way, just the way she said it, I was like, oh my God, she's trying to say that she loves you. And I just don't know. And I feel it's I can so relate to this. Yeah. Because like, I think also my parents grew up in that like era where, um, or time where like showing too much emotions wasn't acceptable. And then like my dad would always say, why do you behave like this, like a brat? We love you. And he never said, I love you, but it's always we. And I'm like, who's we? Who's we like? <laughs> do you love me? Just tell me I love you. Don't tell me we, because I don't know who you're talking about. And for like for a child or for a kid or teenager to hear that, it's really hard because you feel like, why am I not getting it? Like, why aren't they being open about what they feel about me? Maybe because I'm not worthy of love. And that's how you grow up and you start attracting the narcissist and the psychopath and who didn't, uh, who we didn't attract. Like at this stage, I feel like I tried everything. But again, I don't want to be like, although I have the part of me that really wants to bitch about them, but it's like the aware, the Abir, the aware Abir would say that it's always 50-50 when we attract them because we have something to solve within ourselves and they are going through the exact same thing so no judgment now i'm gonna jump and ask you about uh, marriage and kids because you've been talking about kids for a while and i want to hear about your facebook page <laughs> <laughs> i looked at it it was so shocking tell us a little bit about about that what's where are you at with having children i yeah, I don't want children. I've never wanted children. And I'm 99% sure of that. <laughs> but I do want to get married. Okay. Why do you feel um, that you don't want to have children? I 
well, I'm 38 and I've just never wanted children. I just don't, I've never wanted that life. I've never wanted to be someone's slave. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I just, I am maternal in that. Like I love kids and I love caring for people and I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. I just know that I want to be able to pick up and go whenever I want or um, go traveling without thinking about crying babies on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, like, I mean, you couldn't, you have to stay put, you have to stay in the same city. Well, you don't have to, but it makes it very difficult if you don't, if you're moving around and you have to be really settled and grounded um, for your children. So, and I don't, I don't want that. So can I ask you a question? Cause you know, in my, I have the same attitude when it comes to children, but I have a story that's stuck in my head and I'm going to share it. But first I'm going to ask you, do you feel that this comes from a place of fear of how much um, um, limitation that's going to bring into your life or maybe that they wouldn't have a good life or maybe somehow they will struggle emotionally as much as you struggled emotionally. Is there a part in that or is it simply, you know, I know I can make them, I just don't want to. It really, for me, Eddie, that is a really good question. I really just don't want to like, <laughs> I think they would have an amazing life. I'd be an amazing mum mm. and they would be lucky. <laughs> I just don't want to do that to my body and I don't want to uh, raise children. Yeah. Amazing. And as a, as a kid or as a teenager, do you ever have, did you ever have the thought, I want to have children? Never. Really? Never, never. I can't even think of one time where I thought, yes, I would love to have children. It just has never clicked for me. Okay, so I think we, 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 our, we, we're going the same direction, but our story is different. Because when I was a kid, I remember writing in my diary, because I used to write everything. And um, I wrote, when I, when I have my own children, I will never be this nasty with them. I will let them do whatever the hell they want to do. If they want to go out with their friends, you can go. If they don't want to study, they cannot, stu they cannot study. Like, it's fine. But um, that's the only memory I have of me talking about having children. But I also remember at a certain age, I think I was 14, when I saw that my mom... Also, she, I get this from her where she gives, gives, gives nonstop. And we were so spoiled to the point that like people would actually point that out. They're like, you guys have no idea how much your mom does for you. And I saw her being depleted. Like she gives all her energy away and like she was keeping nothing for herself. And one day I said, mom, did you ever have dreams? And oh, this breaks my heart. And she said, yes, I wanted to like, have a job that allowed me to travel the world. And I said, why didn't you do that? And she said, because I had you guys and I had to look after you. And I was like, so I'm your fault. I am never having children. Screw that. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have children. 
And from that point on, the idea of having children just gone. And at this stage, I feel because my life was so traumatic in my 20s and my teenage life that I never got to live the kid life. I just, even when I traveled, I traveled with such big, huge depression and I never got to enjoy my life. So now to be a mother to someone and give my energy to someone else or share my energy with someone else, no thank you. I want to go to festivals. I want to travel. I know you said your, your type of fun is different. I still want to go get drunk. <laughs> I want to do loads of things and I'm so not ready. But in the future, who knows? Because so many times I said, oh, I'll never do this. And eventually I did it. But I can also relate to the fact that I just want to live my life for myself and stop giving all my energy to other people. Like I want to keep it for myself. And I really laughed a lot at your video because you mentioned a Facebook page that was talking about people who regret having children. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, there's a Facebook page called I Regret Having Children. And a lot of people anonymously write in and tell their story and say why they regret having children. And it's quite eye-opening because no one would, you cannot say that out loud. I, I, I don't think any parent would want to say that to anyone. Um, but I'm sure there are, well, on this page, it shows that there are a lot of people that regret having their children for those reasons. And I think it's good to see both sides. And for me, it made me feel a bit more clearer in my decision and a bit more calmer that I wasn't missing some gene or something to yeah. um, <laughs> no. want kids. That's the thing. Like I agree with you. Like I always think of it of like, for example, if you are really good at painting, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to end up being a painter and you can have the ability to have children but if you choose not to there is nothing wrong with that and so many times i hear like even when i was younger because we had a few people in i come from a town so it's a very small place and people would say oh she never had children or oh she never got married as if it's like shameful not to have children and not to get married and I feel that's one of the reasons we actually, many women feel guilty about their life that, oh, maybe there's something missing in me because I'm not married and I don't have children. So do you feel that's in your culture too? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of, I think my parents and maybe, you know, they're my uncles and I think there would be a bit of like, ooh, she hasn't had children she's not in a relationship I definitely can feel that energy um yeah I think and I think a lot of people probably think that they, they wouldn't say it to my face but yeah yeah I think that's, what, do that's really to, what do you say to women who are you know over 30 and they are going through that what kind of advice would you give them oh well there's no point having children if you don't want to. Like, that's probably the worst thing you could do. And just really... Sorry? To your child too, because, like, 
if you don't want them, don't bring them here, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And really just do the inner work because the inner work will reveal a lot of stuff for you anyway. Cause I mean, there is a part of me that thinks maybe I need to do a bit more digging um, and unleash something to realize that I do want kids. I know my sister-in-law never wanted kids and then she went to therapy for a couple of years and now she has a baby. So um, there are people that say they definitely don't want kids and then they end up having one. So I think it's a knowing your own self and really being whole and one with yourself and knowing that it's your decision and not society's decision or your partner's decision or your mum's decision. You know, it's your decision. Yes, yes, beautiful. And um, I had so many, okay. Here's another one that I want to talk about. Dating younger guys. Because I know <laughs> I'm just going full on this time. I'm not going to leave anything outside, inside the box. It's all coming out. So can you tell me a little about that? Because I know we both do this. Very yeah. bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just... Um, yeah, I have no issue with dating younger guys. I mean, I guess when I was about 30, I probably thought, oh, you know, they're two years younger than me. Oh, but now, 10 years younger, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel like other people around you react to that? Uh, I think because I'm quite young at heart. But anyway, I think, I think the maturity level, like they, uh, I think it's normal. I mean, we sort of usually we would probably look similar age anyway. So it doesn't really, yeah. I don't know. People around me aren't, wouldn't be judgmental about that. Um, I think they'd just be happy that I met someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. No, for me, to be honest, like I have this one friend that uh, always texts me, you're still dating like 20 years old. And I'm like, yeah, because here's the thing. I feel like people sometimes, okay, I'm going to change it. I feel the whole thing about women dating older guys is because we've been fed by a spoon this idea that women mature way earlier than men. And that's so untrue. That is a lot of bullshit. There are so many young guys who are mature. They are lovely. They are, especially now, they're so intelligent. And I feel because we lived in a, such a masculine society and men wanted to control, they're like, oh, I'll get that young girl who doesn't know anything about life. 14, 15, 16, now, okay, now we have rules. So 16 and up. And they felt that these women were mature and a 25, 26 years old guys aren't like that. I met people in their 60s, guys who are so immature. So, right? Yes, I agree. <laughs> and, and there's this stare, and it's also really like if I dated a guy that was 15, you know, 10, 15 years older than me, it's really okay. Cared. But if I dated a guy 15 years younger, It'd be like, 
but what's what what's the difference it's yeah why does, yeah why no one does like raise eyebrows when a man does it because it's a yeah. man well man's what? allowed to do it yeah so why why yeah there, i think that's still even my mind i'm like oh you know it, it's so normal for i know a lot of i've got a lot of girlfriends who have their their partners are 10 years older than them and that just seems normal and now you know and then if, the if you go 10 years younger if a woman goes 10 years younger oh she's a cool a man then it's like yeah and i think it's important to say like no one goes out looking for younger guys like <laughs> it just happens right it's the universe is like well to, to me i feel i'm gonna be honest I've never dated people who are much older than me because I don't think they can keep up with me. I have a lot of energy. I'm very childish at times. I just want to go and have fun and be wild and crazy. And these guys are just not going to be a match. So the universe brings to you whoever is more of yes. a match to your personality. And I feel we both feel the same way. We both are hip or trying to be <laughs> totally. and that's who the, the universe brings to you and I just want to say if our like I see even for a while I was looking up because people would have like would make comments or like I a beer you're mad like they're too young and I'm like okay let me see what people see say on the internet and I go and look it up and so many women who have like a guy who is nine years younger and they feel so ashamed or society makes them feel bad. Don't feel bad about yourself. Date whoever the hell you want to date, as long as they're legal. Yeah. Enough is allowed. <laughs> totally, legal, legal, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, and it is true. Like I, I know a lot of, you know, over 40 men, 40 plus year old men who haven't done any inner work and they're really childlike because they're not in a good way. So, yeah. 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 So it just depends. It really depends on where they're at mentally and yeah. Yeah. So age is just a number. It is just a number. And I feel as well what people don't realize is that difference between older guys is that and younger guys is that older guys lived in that time where women were looked at as they're less than them while the young guys now have you know awareness they don't see women as lesser than them or less than them and that kind of actually makes you feel good because you don't want someone to look down on you and i think many of the older guys are like I'm still the man. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. be open to all ages. The idea is just get someone who respects you and gives you what you need. Okay. What other stuff we need to cover? I kind of feel like we went all over the place. <laughs> Do you have anything that you want to share? Ah, oh, uh, well, I love your hair. I'm just like admiring your hair. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just like, now, the last one I dated is, was 25, 26. I'm going for 22 now. 
<laughs> I love it. No, that's that's so good. I'm so glad Thanks. we've connected. Thanks. <laughs> so much hope. I'm like, I've got to get out there. It's time. It's time. Yeah. I actually, how are you feeling this the past while? Because you know, a lot of changes have been happening in the world. I know you live on your own and you've been locked inside for a while. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And then I'll let you go. Yeah, it's been really hard, actually. I think I'm getting to the point where it's like, I'm realizing that 2020, someone said, I saw it on Instagram, they did a video and they said, just so you know, 2020 has been trauma for all of us. Mm. You know, a lot of stuff um, has come out, especially if you're like, looking into things a bit deeper and thing and that so um and i real and that really got to me because i have not i'm motivated but i'm i'm less motivated than i've ever been really because of the lockdowns and just all the the information overload you know even what's going on all over the world um so yeah it's 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 hard, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky as well. So it's, it's, it's up and down. It's kind of like, um, dealing, almost dealing with depression almost. Um, but it, it's so understandable because of what we're all going through. But it's also so nice to see how you deal with depression. I know you don't show everything on camera. So, but sometimes you do, you share these things. And as I said before, we put links to your channel in the description box so people can come and visit you and see what it's all about. But I also, that's what I love about you the most is that even if you are going through like crazy stuff, you still make fun of them, which is so refreshing. Like sometimes life is so hard and if you can crack a joke of like how messy your life is, then why not? And I really love that about your channel. And you, say, and you say that you are being, have been unmotivated while you made 30 videos in 30 days. I don't know. How is that unmotivated? <laughs> yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I think there's this, yeah, it must be the perfectionist in me. I feel like I could do better. I could do more. I could do, you know, I could put more effort in. Um, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Look, I really enjoyed this. Hopefully we can bring you here again because yeah. why not? It's fun. Uh, but for now, thank you so much for your time and energy. And I really enjoyed meeting you today. Guys, don't yeah. forget to like, subscribe, share, go check out Jillian's um, channel. And um, what else? Tell us what you think about everything we said. You could totally uh, criticize us, no problem. Because... <laughs> Pink and blonde hair, and we don't care. <laughs> Thank you.